Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. Hi, honey. What are you doing? Oh, just got home from Simi Valley. Why were you in Simi Valley? We had a Miley photo shoot today, and it was all the way in Simi Valley, which is crazy far. But the traffic wasn't bad, but it was quite the trek. So, a Miley photo shoot, huh? A Miley photo shoot. Oh, wow. Okay, let's just dive right in here. Great. I smoked a little weed the other night. <laughs> she sure my did. Throat, my throat hurts so bad. Fran. Mom, it does. Your throat cannot still hurt. It hurts so bad. It's not right. <laughs> like, I don't even understand that. I don't know. It feels charred. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It <laughs> it's does. The, it's those virgin vocal cords or something. I guess so. I'm disturbed. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to change that because when I get there, oh. we're going to fix a nice little, like... You know what? There's so many cute little My Bud Vase and the Mimi by Elevate Jane is so good and so smooth. And when you put water in it and a little ice cube, it just makes that so much smoother and you don't really get that. Okay. I need that because I'll tell you what. So I was, I had a few friends over and we were all smoking one of these little like, what do you call them? Pre-rolls. A little pre-roll. A little pre-roll. They were, you were I, We tried two different ones. The okay. first one we tried was the Palms one. Okay, that's a good one for you. I don't feel like that like is super, super strong. Yeah, it's not. It had less weed in it than the other one we tried. So we started there, and it was an Indica hybrid because we, we didn't want to be sleepy, but we also didn't want to be hype. Like we okay. were sitting around the fire. Yeah. So we were like, Indica hybrid sounds nice. And we were smoking it, and I, I just didn't really feel it. So huh. we were like, let's kick her up a notch. So then you had another one in there. I actually don't know what it was called, but it was a little white box and it had more THC. But man, like when we took puffs of yep. it, we took puffs of it and the smoke was like insane. It was like, Phew. it's so funny. So sometimes I'll like smoke because it's, they're really, they're pretty mini. But I can, it's so funny that we're talking about Jane LA because I don't know why, like I can sit and kind of smoke like half of that joint and like not feel crazy high, but sometimes I'll just take one hit of it and feel so high. It's really weird. No. I don't, I'm not sure why, unless I go so far that, I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. I don't know. It like, it definitely was like smokier than the other one. Like there was more smoke. But I felt like my friend Kirsten, she's going to kill me. She didn't smoke as much as me, but she was definitely more high. 
She felt it more. And I was like, well, what the heck? I guess I have a high tolerance. Or I was going to say, were you really inhaling? I was doing a good job. David said I was doing a great job inhaling. And I was like, must be because I smoked that clove in high school. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I hate it that it made your throat burn because that's freaky. But, okay, we're going we're gonna to try this a different way when I get there. Yeah, need a different way. Because it was fun. We were, like, we were all giggling and, like, laughing hysterically at absolutely nothing. And I was like, this is what my mom does to me. It's so good. Well, guess what I did? Had a birthday party and didn't invite me? Because I, I did invite you and you said you weren't coming, that you couldn't come back to L.A. I couldn't come back on the 13th. But I could have made a trip out on the first. I mean, that would have been fantastic. That but would have no been, one told me. That would have made it even better. But it was so much fun. And it was like 27, 28 people. Like small but big for me. Because usually I keep things like six people. But it was the honestly best little birthday party ever. And it was just I don't know. It was just crazy good. And it was just like, you know, when you have those parties, when it's just like the perfect group of people, it was the Mm -hmm. perfect group. Like everybody was mingling and people that didn't know each other. Like really, like, I don't know. I just felt like so many people had so many things in common, but they didn't know each other. I don't know. It was just such the greatest vibe ever. Well, it sounds great. And I have FOMO. Oh, I'm so sad that you were, it was fun. And honestly, my assistant's name's Caddy. And Caddy said today, it's so crazy. She was like, there were a couple of times during the party that I started to ask you to take a few pictures. Like, so we'd have pictures. And she was like, but honestly, you were having so much fun. And so was everybody else that mm-hmm. I didn't even want to do that. And I literally thought about it today. I was like, I did not take one picture, except I think Noah took a picture of me, Adam Lieber, and Bill Sobel together because I got them a cake oh, as well. Because, uh, Miley's attorney, Bill Sobel, has the same birthday as me. And then Adam Lieber's birthday actually is today when we're recording, which is the third. So mm-hmm. I got them a cake mm-hmm. and we just had a cute little, like, I don't know, it was just together and it was awesome. But I don't know. It was just, I feel like it was the perfect party. Well, cute. I know. I'm bummed I missed that. Yeah, it was really fun. You would have really loved it. But we're going to party when you get here. Okay, great. You're going to be here so soon. I'm going to be there so soon. Like, I leave day after tomorrow. And I'm only in New York for like three or four days. No, I'm only there three days. Crazy. Yeah, three days. That takes a little bit of the pressure of packing off. Because I kind of, in my mind, already know three outfits. So... Oh, wow. You got your outfits. You know what? I feel like I have not been on a plane in over a year. I have not traveled anywhere. And so, like, I'm like, ah, if I'm going to go on this trip, I'm going to have to look cute. Like, usually I do not really care. Like, I'll throw some jeans and a t-shirt, which I'm still doing. But just a couple cute little outfits. So, did you get your new blazer that I sent you? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, I almost wore it to my birthday party, but then I just put on this jacket Molly gave me. It was a, bla- the blazer is like super long. It was a mm-hmm. white blazer that literally came down almost like not to my knee, but a couple inches above mm-hmm. and it's kind of oversized and long. And so I ended up wearing it and it was so cute. I do not know what I would do if Molly did not give me hand-me-downs. <laughs> I don't have no mind, by the way. She promised me, like, bags and bags and bags of stuff, and it has not shown up. Oh, Keith's driving them cross-country, and he said it was the biggest box he's ever seen in all his 56 years. (laughs) Can't wait. But it barely killed him getting it into the boat. Whose boat? Keith's Keith's bringing his boat boat to Nashville. Way better here. So many lakes. Yeah, so we're going to be doing, what's the one I love? Well, Center Hill. 
Center Hill. But you know what where we should go that I've actually never been and people rave about is Tim's Ford Lake. Really? I've heard really good things. I think we should maybe branch out and give it a give it a go. That'd be really fun. Maybe get a little cabin for a couple nights. <clears throat> like May, June is the time to go to the lake because when it gets so hot, it's really kind of miserable. Absolutely. I do not like to go when it's super, super hot. Yeah. Well, let's make a plan. Fun. Spotted. Well, before we do the lake, you know, I'm going to Tulum. I leave Saturday. Gotta start packing soon. Although, I mean, how great to only have to really pack swimsuits. But I'm going with three of my best friends, Kirsten, Val, and Marta. And then our friend Yola is also going. She's really close with Marta. Her and Marta actually have a podcast. I love this trip because those are my favorite. I just love those girls. Well, we freaking wish you were going because this was your birthday trip and we hijacked it. I'm serious. But here's the thing is I also about my party. Like those would be your friends like and Olivia Caridi that I like. I just like we've traveled together, you know, with Val and, and with Marta. And it was always so much fun. And it was really cool because like Molly's friends you know, we're at my birthday party and Noah's friends, Brian and Amari came and her friend Sebda. And it's so funny because I really am so close to all your all's friends. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem weird. Like I could go on no. a trip with Martha and Val and have a great time. Yeah, they're the best. And so it's it's just really cool. Like I, I'm so glad I had kids early and okay. now that, you know, you're all older. Like it's true. Like I really am friends with those friends of yours and I love them and love traveling with them. And I think that was what was so good about my party too. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited. So I I do want to give Marta a shout out for her podcast. It's called I Am Real. uh, And it's her and her friend Yola, who's coming into Loom with us. And I actually guested on this podcast when they first started. So maybe I'll post a link to that, even though it's a little old. So you guys can go listen if you want to give it a try. But they talk a lot about mental health and stuff like that. So it's a really cool podcast. And Marta is just the freaking best. So we'll post links to that so we can shout out our girls. But I'm looking forward to getting a tan and I'm really excited about Tulum because they have these, do you say, is it called cenote? But they're these like pools, like in caves kind of, have you seen photos of them? They look so sick. And so like, yes, it'll be, it'll be nice to lay on the beach. Yes. It'll be nice to get a tan and whatever, but I'm most excited about exploring the cenotes. Well, the water there is completely crystal clear, which is why I love the Bahamas so much. And I know the water in Tulum is exactly the same. So it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. I cannot wait to go at some point. Can't wait. And then May, honestly, May is just the best month ever. And not just because it's our birthday month, but like yeah. there's always, May is just always popping. Always. Like, we got so much going on. If I had to pick a favorite month out of the year, it would be May. It's so good. I mean, I love October too, just because I like yeah. the weather change and it's so pretty and, and I love Halloween, but May is so great. So like this May, I'm just so excited. It kicks off with Tulum and then I come back and then I'm only home for a few days and then I actually jet off uh, to somewhere for a little secret project. We, Brittany Kelly kind of hinted at what it is if you guys listened to her episode, but that's all I'll say. That area in North Carolina is amazing. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. And then I come home and then my mom will be here when I get back, which is super exciting. And then I have a horse show the week of my birthday, which is so exciting. Um, And then Miley comes in town and my whole family will be here. And then even though it's not in May, it's like the very top of June. I have my first DJ gig back in so 
long. I have not gotten to play since literally March of last year when COVID first started. Like when COVID first hit, I was in the Bahamas playing a show. And I mean, it was like really before we knew like how deep it was going to be. And I haven't gotten to play since. So I'm so thrilled. I get it's Vegas. So it's like we're, we're going off with a bang. I get to open up for Dustin Lynch. He's taking over Vegas for the whole weekend. And uh, it's like one big party. He like basically just invites his friends to come out and play. Jordan Davis is playing too. So I'm really, really excited about that. And I'm just excited about this. So summer. to go to these shows, do you have to be COVID tested? I'm not sure, but I, I, it is limited capacity. So it won't be quite like it used to. It's going to be less people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly don't know the details about that. Because the shoot I was at today was as strict as it's ever been. Like, it was really strict today. And so I was just wondering how they're going to do that. Because the problem is, and thing that people don't think about, is a lot of time if an artist or someone, I think artists like that just go ahead and do a show, like if they would have done it during COVID, their insurance like doesn't cover, like if somebody gets sick from COVID. And it's just like a whole thing. So I'm just wondering how that works. I don't know. Maybe, maybe at this point, I wonder if we've gotten to a point where people do take out insurance for that, you know? Maybe now. Yeah. Might be a thing now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we got a really exciting month ahead of us. Yeah, I'm super excited. I can't wait. I'm actually ready. I'm ready for New York and I'm ready for Nashville. So, yeah. Well, we can't go on without talking a little bit about the uh, AD feature that came out for you and Miley. I know we've like mentioned it and like you told the stoners it was happening and that it was your dream come true, but now it's out. Everyone's seen the photos. So I feel like for high design this week, we have to talk about this. Like, I've seen the house in person, but I saw it before you guys really started working on it. It is mind-blowing. Like, it doesn't even look like the same house. It is amazing. So it's funny. Adam Lieber, who co-manages Molly with me and is one of my dearest friends, he's, like, his taste is some good, like, he has great taste. He has expensive taste. It takes a lot for Adam to be impressed wow Mm -hmm. you know or impressed or whatever and so today when he saw me he was like not gonna lie I'm jealous of that AD shoot and I was like because Adam has an amazing house and I was like really and he goes yeah man AD that was so dope like you were on AD and I was like I know and I was like you know like it's been a dream of mine for so long just like I couldn't even imagine that ever happening But then, like, honestly, I'm just so proud of that project and doing it with Matt, who is just, you guys hear me talk about Matt Sanders all the time, who I was such a fangirl of his, you know, his work and and just like always just thought, put Matt on this pedestal. And now that he's not only my friend, but that we worked so hard together on that project, we really did. And it was like so crazy, though, because I think I've said it before with Matt and I, like, there's just something about our chemistry and the way we think. Like, it's almost like when you finish someone's sentence. Like, mm-hmm. we always just have the same vision for each space. And it was just so easy. And there was never a time that we disagreed on what we were going to do. And it was just such an amazing experience. And we had so much fun. And then also, I think the fun part is, is how many people do you get to buy that big clam chair for? Mm-hmm. You know, there were so many things that we got to buy that you would never get to use you know, with many people in their houses. Mm-hmm. So it was just so much fun to really think outside the box and do just so many things that we did, you know, that you just don't really think of doing. Like one of my favorite rooms was the bathroom that has the black and white ziggly tile. It's a little powder room. 
And so a story behind that is there's a shower in there, but we tinted it and it was like a very cool, trippy, psychedelic looking film that we put on the doors just over the glass. And that was because Miley Studios right next to there and there wasn't a lot of storage for like guitar cases and small amps. And she was like, what if we could store some in the shower and you couldn't see it? And we were like, ooh, let's figure out what we could do to that shower so we could conceal some of that stuff. And so I'm not, I don't remember how it came about, but we found that tent and it was one of my favorite rooms in the entire house. It's when I see the photos, like it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like it's my favorite too. It wasn't that cool. Yes. I'm obsessed with it. It's just so unique. I've never seen anything like that. And it's just so cool. Yeah, it really was. And it's so funny because there's a mirror in that bathroom that's black and it has big circles and it's hanging Mm -hmm. above the vanity in there. And that was a mirror from my house that I had Mm -hmm. in storage that I had just taken down. If you all remember, I redid my powder room and I took that black circular mirror out and it was in storage and we were looking for a really cool mirror for in there. And I'm like, this room's so cool. And you've got the zigzag black and white floor, which is so bold. And then the tent is so bold. And I was like, we just need a something black, like a black mirror, but it has to be like, still has to be a statement. Yeah, and I just remembered having that in my storage. And I was like, I think I have the perfect one. And we brought it and that was like, he was like, cannot believe this was in your storage, but great. And it ended up just being so perfect there. And we got to repurpose that. So that's definitely, that was definitely a fun moment too. Love a good repurpose. Me too. Me too. Love. Well, well, super cool. Congrats, MT. Dreams come true. They really do. And that like, like that's something, I don't know, it was just so special. And like, First of all, the design community, so many people that I've like always looked up to have reached out and I don't know, it's just really, really cool to have people congratulate me on a project. And, you know, Matt and I were both like, oh, there's going to be some people that really hate this. Mm -hmm. And honestly, there were a few people that, you know, I saw a few ugly comments, but all in all, like the response was like, so great, like really, really great. And also, first of all, one thing I do want to answer, the people that uh, was like, she's so awful. She must think so high of herself to put herself above her bed. I'm like, people, where? what rock are you living under? It's Blondie. It's Debbie Harry. It is not Molly Cyrus. And oh yes, God. that would be very strange for Molly to hang herself above her bed. So number very one, people. Debbie Harry. And for those of you all who don't know who that is, mm-hmm. run, do not walk to your Spotify and listen to some Blondie. <laughs> Two. How many books? Everybody has that dumb Tom Ford book. Why does every celebrity need that Tom? Because it is fabulous. That is why. why. And do they ever read it? Do they never even look at it? Absolutely. And the one thing I will say about Molly, and I love this about her. First of all, Molly treasures, like things that Molly buys, like she just truly treasures. She doesn't get rid of things. Mm-mm. Like she She's will a, have these, a borderline hoarder, a borderline hoarder, but she will have these books for the rest of her life. She really yeah. will. Mm-hmm. And Molly, the one thing that she truly does is all of those photography books and fashion books. And she gets so much inspiration from every single solitary outfit she wears, tour she designs. It truly all comes for those books mm-hmm. for, so, so for all the people that says, it's ridiculous to have all those books because I'm sure they don't read them. She actually does. Mm-hmm. She does. So there. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it to them. So there you go. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. 
All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do too. I'll have the one for 50 and over. I was going to say, there's a <laughs> few different formulas. Uh, there is one for women that are postmenopausal, yes, which is. would be my mother. <laughs> um, and if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can too. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it, but I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. <laughs> Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like, I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush well, it out. Well, this is amazing. I'm so tell the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code STONED. That's Nutrafol.com promo code STONED. So this is one of my favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted, plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda free and paraben free, plus it's pH balanced for safe use. I know for me, like I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and like what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite. And they also have toasted coconut. And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, 
it's so much easier just to have one product. Plus, they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers. And as a special offer for our listeners, all new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. I was going to comment and then I was like, no, I'll just say it on my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That Twitter did not give me enough room. Oh boy, you're killing me. Gosh, you know what? I love this podcast for that very reason. Ah, oh, platform. my gosh, stoners. I am going to have such good news for you all at some point. Is it what I think it is? Guys, I'm so excited to tell you that, yes, Tish Cyrus sold a scripted show. I was wondering if we could tell them. I mean, forget it. I am like, first of all, I'm not believing it until I sign on the dotted line. And we're in pre-production because somebody will definitely pee-pee in my Cheerios. But for (laughs) right now, my agent called three days ago and said, you're not going to believe it. You're getting an offer on your show. And I'm like, what? And she goes, so I do not want to hear you complaining on the podcast next week. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, I would, I'm with you. I'm like, I don't believe it till I'm watching it on my television. So just so you guys know, like there's a lot of production companies that only do scripted shows. There's production companies that only do non-scripted shows, which is reality TV. Some companies only do film. But, you know, with Miley, the reason I started, you know what, this is, I'm stoned, but is this a good time for me to talk some personal Tish Sauer stories? On it, you tell them the personal stories. So when I started working at a production company at Disney, it all started because Uh, We had to give Disney two movies and we had already done the Hannah Montana movie and we really wanted to do something different. And so, you know, everybody at Disney was like, okay, we'll bring us something that, you know, we're willing to do that's not like another Hannah Montana movie. And because we could have also chosen to do that. And so I always loved Nicholas Sparks, like A Walk to Remember. Like you guys loved that movie so much. And Nicholas Sparks was just like one of my favorite authors ever. And so I was like, let's try to get Molly her own walk to remember because that I feel like could just really give them what they want. So I literally got a number on Nicholas Sparks and called him and he did not have a project that he had already written for Molly. And he was like, hey, I love this idea, but I've never written a screenplay, but I would have to write that first if we're because we were kind of fast tracking it and write the book later. And he goes, so if you trust me to do my first screenplay like that, I'd love to do it. And I was like, let's do it. And so Nicholas flew out and we hung out and kind of put that story together. And it was my very first time that I remember just love telling stories because we named her Ronnie because Pappy's name was Ronald Ray and she loves animals. You know how she is with all the animals. And so 
we came up with the idea of sea turtles because it was on the beach. And so it was really the first time that I had ever done like a pre-production thing like that. And I ended up being a part of casting everyone. And anyway, it was just incredible. And so that's kind of how it started. And so with Molly, it started out me working and trying to sell films, which I did. And, you know, we did so undercover and LOL and all these shows. And then I've also done like reality where it's backyard sessions and different things like that. But I have never, ever, ever sold a scripted actual TV show. And it is, I cannot tell you how excited I am. And what I really can't wait to tell you is what it's about, which is one of my favorite things. (laughs) You're insane. But anyway, how exciting. Can't wait. Can't wait either. Well, on the topic of TV, let's pivot and do just a little bit of off limits, shall we? What are you watching? What am I watching? Have you seen? I don't think it's your thing. Did you watch Normal People? No, I didn't. It is. It is so beyond good that I just like, but you're not a real like romantic. Mm -mm. Like it is so beautifully shot. The sex is insane. I will say that is even a little uncomfortable. Like even watching it by yourself. It's like, ew, this is like, why am I watching this by myself? Or with Juliana, like what I'm like, it's just like the sex is so intense and real and like they are such amazing actors like I can't even believe they're acting like mm-hmm. it's it's mind-blowing and it's really sad it's who's in re- it I do not know their names oh. and they're you know because it's supposed to be taking place in Dublin mm. so I think they're I, I think they're European I don't know I'm mm. not sure but anyway they're honestly amazing and the the female actress she is so unbelievably like beautiful in such an innocent way and then just it's just so good but anyway if you like really romance like if you want like love things about relationships just going in knowing the sex is pretty intense but it is amazing yeah, I don't really recognize anybody. It was incredible. Okay, maybe I'll have to give it a go. I've been, I, I'm obsessed with Cruel Summer. You said you liked it, right? Did you start it? I haven't seen it. I just stopped on the second episode. Oh my gosh, it's just so good. We one other episode out, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I just watched one a few days ago, though. I'm going to do that after we get off this. It's just this so thing. good. Freeform really slayed it with this one. I'm still watching Younger, which I really think you need to start because I really do think you'd love it. And then I'm really loving Mayor of Easttown, the HBO series I told you guys about. It's the Kate Winslet show. show. I have heard it is unbelievable. So episode one, you know, every episode one is kind of like an introduction to everybody. They're setting up the plot, whatever. It's like always a little slow. But so now episode two, like it started to pick up and like you really, you know, you know the characters and you're starting to find out some background about what's going on. But like it reminds me a lot, a lot of like True Detective meets, remember The Outsider? It's like The Outsider without the sci-fi aspect. Oh, okay. You know? I like that. Yeah, it's really good. And I just, I mean, if Kate Winslet signed on, you know it's going to be. Yeah, so Gabby, who is my agent and Molly's agent and Billy Ray's agent, and it's she's amazing. And one of your besties. One of my best friends ever. And she is obsessed with it. And she just was like, you've got to watch it immediately. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so I'm so loving that. You know, I casually always keep up with a few network shows, Big Sky, Manifest. I'm a sucker for, what's the medical show I watch with uh, Emily Van Camp? I'm a blank on it. The Resident. The Resident. I've never watched that. 
It's good. I mean, listen, it's no Grey's Anatomy, but like, it's good. Okay. Yep. But I started Manifest and I love it. Yeah. Manifest is good. Yeah. It's gotten like a little, little yeah. more boring. Like it's dropped off a little bit, but like I'm invested enough that I'm going to keep watching. Okay. You know? Yeah. I really liked it. I didn't know if I would, but mm-hmm. I really do. And wait a minute. You said resident. Oh, Big Sky. I just, that felt so cheesy to me, but I got to give that another shot. Big Sky. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those, like you can scroll through your phone and watch it, you know, it's just. It feels like that. It really does. Oh, you know what show I finished that I have to give you mad credit for because I would have never watched it is Jenny and Georgia. You know what? So many people think it's cheesy. Like so many people didn't like the mom. I was obsessed with it. No, I think she's great. I loved it. It was not at all what I thought it was going to be. Me either. I I thought it was going to be more like the, uh, what's the show that Katherine Heigl did on Netflix? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. But I thought it was just going to be more like that. But this one's like there's some scandal and some murder and some there's crazy stuff. So, you know, bongs. The mom's trying to buy oh, yeah. uh, with the cute next door neighbor. There's some um, guns. It's like it's edgy. Mean, in such a funny way. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're trying to be all that serious. Like, I, like yeah. I really liked it. I thought, and I actually loved the mom. I could see a lot of her and me. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. She um she's great and then her the girl that plays her daughter is amazing. Um but you know who I love is the girl that plays Max, her daughter's friend that's a lesbian. Wow. I'm obsessed with her. Okay, she was so neurotic. I loved her so much. She was it's like she's just so good. I mean, her character's amazing. She just does such a great job at that character. So um, good. And then our boy from Friday Night Lights who usually kind of plays like a snooze fest. Man, in the last episode or two, he really, he really comes through and gives you a nice surprise. Okay. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody yeah. that hasn't seen it, but I was like, okay. I just like, I cannot believe he's an, uh, like an older man now. I know. It's weird seeing him not in high school. Jason Street forever. Oh my God, forever. I know. Um, he is so good in it. Like I love, I just absolutely loved it. And let's, and what about uh, what, her brother? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It I, you know good. what? When I pitched to my show, one of the things I said is if you look at Jenny and Georgia and what they've done, it really is 14 and up. That's the age, the demographic is 14 and up. They're touching on different type of things. And like, honestly, people are going to have to step up because I feel like Jenny and Georgia is kind of also like I could watch it at my age, but somebody 14 could watch it and really like feel like they're going through all those things or they're mm-hmm. ready to go through all those things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a good like thing for even like if one of my kids was watching that with me, it'd give you an opportunity to talk about it and talk for about sure. Those things that, that is getting ready to happen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I loved it. I thought it was great. Me too. Big fan. Five star. Five star. They better be bringing back a season two. Oh, they already heard. Great. Also, yep. I know you're not into Handmaid's Tale, but I'm watching season four. It's so good. Everyone is freaking And about they're it. killing me by putting out an episode, like not putting the whole season out. Like I feel like in the past they've put up the whole season. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but in the past I've binged it and it's like just so painful to have to wait every week I only watched like two episodes of that so I gotta start that back it's so good yeah so good but anyway download that for my plane ride to New York Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things you need to be watching I know Uh do some DRMTs we should definitely do some DRMTs okay 
So, yeah. Hey, Brandy and Tish. My name is Betsy, and I am calling from cold and snowy Cheyenne, Wyoming. I may be your only podcast fan from Wyoming, but I love your podcast. Um, kind of takes me away from all the crazy every week, and I look forward to it. So thank you for that. Um, you said we could ask anything, so my questions are weird. First of all, I've been a BRC fan since the very beginning. Um, at one point, um, made my husband follow him all over the country with me and my mom as well. So I feel like I've seen the Cyrus children grow up and seen Tish everywhere, and it's just a lovely family. Um, I guess I wondered for Tish. My question would be, back in the fanfare days, um, what was that like for you? It must have been overwhelming, and I'm just wondering if you have a special memory or a not-so-special memory from that time that you would share. For Brandy, I wanted to ask her, as growing up as one of the Cyrus children, I seem to remember that she played in his band at some point. And so I'm wondering if I'm remembering that right, and if so, what are her memories of playing for Billy Ray? Or with Billy Ray. So thank you guys. Thanks for what you do. I look forward to it. I love the parts where you talk about decorating and fashion and it's just uplifting. So thank you. I'm obsessed with Betsy. She's amazing. She's so nice. Also, shout out Wyoming. I seriously, if I can afford it, I'm trying to buy a house there because I love the mountains so much. Like, I really feel like someday I, I at least want to have a place where I can walk out my front door or look out the window and see the mountains. Mm-hmm. And Wyoming is it. Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho. Idaho. I feel, you know what? Catching Idaho is just, it, it looks insane. Yeah, we got to go there. Okay, I want to do a little trip of those three places. And I feel like, can't we just take like three weeks and do... Three weeks? Do we need three? Or two? Two. two. That'd be so fun. Okay, back to Betsy's question. Okay, sorry, Betsy, but we are dying to go there. I'm like just so jealous. One, I actually... First of all, it's so sad because I feel like the way fanfare used to be is totally different than how it is now. I mean, fanfare... Once they changed that name, they changed it all. And honestly, in my personal opinion, ruined it. Because honestly, it was just so much different and so much more personal when it was, I guess, was that the convention center where we went in and put up all the, I don't know, the booths because we had a booth. I mean, like me decorating the booth each year was a big deal. I know. Like it was like you, like what your, your theme was what you were promoting and, you know, everybody came to the booth and then uh, everybody came and saw autographs. And it was honestly just like the best thing ever. And we always had a fanfare picnic at the uh, park out by our house. And it was so cool because it honestly felt like a family reunion. That's exactly what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I remember negative about it was how freaking hot it was. It was always so hot. and everybody Because they was, have it in like freaking June, right? Ah, uh, yes. It was always brutally hot. But besides that, my memories are great of it. Like I still, like I know so many people that like you, like when you say you followed Billy Ray all over the country, there were so many people that did that, that we really got to know. And I don't know, it was just really, really incredible. Yeah. All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the Stoners about mood. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, is right. If you guys don't know, Mood is known for their federally legal THC. Oh. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love Mood. Yeah, well, great. They're, they're like, uh, they are so good. I, they really do have something for every single Mood. And it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product, would you and say? You know what? I love their pens. Mm, They're okay. really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods' new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. Well, Betsy's correct. I did play in dad's band for a hot minute. And honestly, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely, when I was in my own band, I talked about it a lot. But my dad is the one that taught me how to play the guitar. And it's so funny, like we we joke a lot about dad and the way he is, but dad never never really like taught me how to do anything. He just kind of like put me in the situation to do it and then just like forced me to learn. I don't know how else to explain it. Same like, thing with horses. Like it's it, not like he gave me lessons. He put me on a horse and said, all right, follow me. Here we go. Same thing with the guitar. He gave me a guitar and said, all right, follow me. Here we go. That's and exactly he, what he said. And he you would sit with me. Bed. So we would just sit and it actually worked out so nicely because he's left-handed and I'm right-handed. So it, it, his is that he was actually like a mirror for me, which was really convenient. But we would just sit and play his songs, which he loves to do, over and over and over. And he would just sit with me. And that's how I learned was just like trying to keep up with him yeah. and watching what he did. And then when I got to a point where I could actually play his songs, he was like, all right, guess you're coming on the road now. Seriously. And he took me on the road and put me in the band. Like, it's so crazy. But And I, I remember the first couple of times, like, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and I definitely for sure could not keep up. And like, you know, the band guys were just so sweet. They just loved having me out there. But it's like one of those things like you fake it till you make it. And you know, I got out there and I did it until I could do it for real. And I don't know, that was just how I learned. So I have so many memories of I think I think at that point when I started playing, it was mostly fly dates. So a lot of dates um, where my dad was flying in like a teeny tiny tin can plane and the two of us would get on this tiny plane and fly to casinos and fly around festivals and play. Yeah. Um, so great memories. And I did that until I started my own band, R.I.P. Frank and Daryl. And yeah, just I don't know the best memories ever. But I also have the best memories from like fanfare. Like I remember the booth. I, you know, me and Trace would sit there and work the cash yep. register like we did at Ticketmaster when I Absolutely. was four. And uh, we got to meet the fans, too. And I don't know. You're right. It just it was such like a special time. And it is not the same. I've I've been to CMA Fest in the past few years and with friends of mine now that play it. And it's just different. And I mean, it's fine and it's fun and all, but it's definitely not like it used to be in I the bad days. Your dad, when they called it CMA Fest, he goes, well, 
damn, they took the fan out of fanfare. They even took it out of the darn name. Like, but it is true. I mean, it like became something totally different. And it it was just, it was such a special time. And, you know, it's, it's a bummer. They had to rain it. <laughs> just my personal opinion. Don't hold back. <laughs> oh, my God. You're insane. All right. Next question. Hey, y'all. It's Kira from North Carolina. I'm calling with a question just kind of about what happened in your home growing up. When it comes to sexuality, I have recently been really interested in a lot of what Miley's been talking about with her pansexuality. And I feel like recently she's opened up a lot more about experimenting with girls at a young age. I myself identify as bisexual. And I know that Miley, I believe, identifies as pansexual. And I was wondering what that conversation was like talking about that with them growing up, if that was something that your household was always really open to, or if it's something that was challenging, especially I know that you guys are a pretty religious family, um, was and just like Christian and, and very spiritual, and I know that there are a lot of people who associate that with negativity towards unique sexualities and, and homosexuality in general. So I was wondering if that was something that you had to grapple with at all to kind of learn to accept, or if it's something that you've always been completely open about. Sorry, this message is a bit of a mess. Sorry, I'm stoned. Bye, y'all. You know what? Honestly... So I honestly, when we started this podcast, I truly just said, like, if I couldn't do this or, or even when I do interviews or whatever, like, I always want to be honest. And even so that sometimes like, of course, you'll be judged for things that you say, but honestly, growing up in the South as a Christian and really growing up somewhere that you know, I don't remember anyone like at my high school being gay or, you know, lesbian. Like, I I don't even remember that. Like, that was just so foreign to me. Like, I just, until really, honestly, I feel like almost when I moved to California is when it really started being like something that was so common. And so definitely growing up in a really conservative Christian family in the South, like it was, it was born for me and I didn't really know how I felt about it. I don't think I ever really thought about it or, but I guess I had heard things like in certain churches and stuff where there are, I'm sure there are churches that don't believe that that's okay. And I disagree with it. First of all, I don't feel like I ever went to a church growing up, like, especially like the people's church mm-hmm. that were judgmental like that, where people and within our community had ever talked about that not being okay. But I do remember like in the very beginning, kind of struggling with it being like, is, do I, is that okay? Like, like questioning it in some ways. And I think because Molly and Noah and, and you guys like lived here in LA at such a young, young age, especially like Molly and Noah were younger than you. And they were exposed to that. They were exposed to so much more than I ever was. And honestly, through them, I think is where I became more open to things that I wouldn't necessarily have been okay with, or I would have struggled with so long ago. So I think that really moving out here opened my eyes to so much. And then, like you said, like with Molly, you know, I always say that Molly teaches me so much and she really does. And, you know, because she is so progressive and she has, you know, really stood up for the LGBTQ community that I have learned so much and that I'm so glad that, you know, I don't know. It's just really cool because, you know, I just feel like I've grown so much. And I don't know. I just like I talk a lot about even like 
you know, getting high and really struggling with that because, you know, of my faith and that I've just now, I think now that I'm older and I'm not saying like, I'm like disregarding like what I've always believed because I'm not at all. But I do think like now, like the Bible was written how long ago and like we, things have grown and things are different. And I think that there were a lot of laws in the Bible that were supposed to be protective, like not eating pork and not having shellfish, even tattoos. Like it was, you know, you weren't allowed to get a tattoo. So I like for me now, my biggest thing about my faith in God is just truly, you know me, like I truly believe like that Jesus died. And that is the only reason that me as a sinner is going to heaven. Like I just believe that with everything that I am. And I, you know, like, I just think everybody's is different. Everybody's faith and relationship is different. But one, the the core thing for me, and I think it's the number one thing that God says is to love one another. I mean, and so for me, it's just like, oh, so we're not going to be okay with like certain people, but like that, I just, I just think that the number one thing that God said was love one another, period. And so for me, like God is love and love is love. And that's all. (laughs) That was a great answer. Was it? Yeah, I thought it was great. Okay, great. Yeah, love it. All right. We got two hot design questions, I think. There's a picture on one I'll have to show it to you. Hi, ladies. This is Melanie. I have a quick high design question. Um, I'm really into using acrylic and lucite accents or pieces of furniture in my small apartment. I like as much natural light as possible. So I've noticed that the clear furniture pieces just add a lightness and brightness that I really like. And just the style is kind of modern and edgy. I was wondering if I were to purchase some wall shelves, just like a few simple clear shelves, how should I style those shelves so that it would look funky and cool rather than plastic and cheap? I want my apartment to look as sophisticated and funky, I guess, as possible with a budget. And also, I have a question. How should I go about cleaning these pieces? Will uh, Windex or just like a typical cleaner make it all streaky? I want them to look as nice as possible. I will send you a picture on Instagram. I currently have the clear dining room chairs that I'm obsessed with. And I just like to add a little bit more. All right. Thanks. Bye. She's cute. So cute. Oh, yeah. I see the pic. I'm just wondering if, because the dining room chairs are such a huge statement, if the shelves should really be acrylic. I Is think she talking about make... replacing the shelves on the wall behind there that we see? I don't know, but I just saw some of the most coolest shelves. I'm actually looking for them on CB2. CB2 just kills it with... I know. So they're called collar brass wall shelves. And they are so pretty that I'm going to try to find somewhere for them myself. And I think with the loose sight that a gold, this it's a really pretty gold and it's like oval shaped mm-hmm. and then it sits on the wall and it's like this beautiful flat brass ledge but then but it's rounded like let me just show you how pretty oh love they are gorge so i think too like as putting up some like even here i mean i always love like something kind of sculptural and i think that could be really pretty like on the top shelf like a little sculptural 
something and maybe a picture frame. Like they have it leaning, you know, like on from the shelf onto the wall, like some picture frames that are overlapped. And I think just things that you love. Little crystal could be pretty. But I really love the idea with the Lucite to these brass shelves. But if you're going to do Lucite, I think you can still just style them the same way with, you know, really either greenery or books. Like they're pretty narrow, those shelves. But yeah, I mean, just things that you love or that you collect. I think you can't go wrong. But I do love the brass. I think you should check them out. CB2. How do you clean Lucite correctly? Is there a correct way to clean it? I have a, I have a Lucite t- coffee, coffee table. table. I think we just use regular like Windex. I think so too. Yeah. So too. Yeah. I Although I don't use Windex because it's toxic. I use the method glass cleaner oh, because it's non-toxic too. and safe for my pets. It's very true. I use method as well. <laughs> I really have. I've been I've tried to be very good about switching over all of my like household cleaning products and almost all of my bath and beauty products over to like non-toxic. I either use like method or I love the seventh generation stuff if you're on a budget. Because the method stuff, method stuff's pretty cheap. The Mrs. Myers can get a little pricey. Or I love the method. I like the method too. And let me tell you what, method, if you're listening, I am obsessed with your beach sage scented laundry detergent and I can't find it anymore. And if you have discontinued this laundry detergent, my life is over. And I need you to bring it back now. Oh my goodness. I haven't used that one. It is everything the beach sage sent it's so good and i just love it so much and i think they discontinued it and i am devastated that is terrible terrible i hate when people do that yeah molly just somebody like discontinued one of her lipsticks and she was having a cow on saturday yeah (laughs) see i can't deal it was nuts Oh, guess what? You guys, I've been back on my Paul McDonald kick. I can't stop. Oh, boy. Uh, I was listening to Modern Hearts all the way to Simi Valley and back. I just need a little break, and now I am on a roll again. Hi, Tish and Brandy. My name is Marjorie. Brandy, we met at World Equestrian briefly when you were here. And I actually have two questions for you guys. I have my room that I share with my boyfriend is all white furniture with a gray bed, okay? And, like, the walls are plain. I have a black and white picture um, hanging up from my sweet, like, my sweet 16 photos. And that's literally the only thing I have hanging in my room. So I wanted to know what's the few things that I've used to, like, decorate my room that's also, like, good budget. So that, I don't know, it feels more, like, it feels comfortable, but I feel like I could add more, um, if you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm very... I'm very into like modern furniture and modern looks and clean and slick, you know, but I just wanted to know how I could fix that up and just make it look more, I don't know. It feels like home. Obviously it's my, it's my house, but I don't know. I don't feel good in it yet. You know, like it's not 100%. And my second question is about dealing with anxiety. I don't smoke anymore. I quit smoking about three years ago. I tried again a few times over the last few years and just lots of panic attacks and being paranoid all the time and lots of anxiety. So that didn't work for me. Recently, I had a really bad panic attack um, related to riding horses and I quit for a while. So every time I do think about getting back on and riding and jumping, I just completely freeze up and I, I just can't do it. So I wanted to know what your tips are for dealing with anxiety if you don't smoke weed and if you guys have ever had that problem with something in your life that literally anything you think about just like makes you freeze up and like your heart freeze. So yeah, that's my question. 
Fortunately, I don't smoke anymore, but I love talking about weed. I love it all. It just, it just wasn't for me. I didn't find something that made me feel good. So, yeah, thanks, guys. She's so sweet. I met her at, like she said, the World Equestrian Center in Ocala when I was there in February. And her boyfriend was with her. They were both so nice. They were up at the ring, and they just, after my after I really waited till I was done, which was so sweet, and they were like, we just wanted to say hi. Is there any way we could get a picture? And I was like, if you guys come back to the barn, I'm going to put my horse away. Like, I'm happy to take a picture and hang with you guys. They're so nice. So, hi again, Marjorie. I'll let my mom, I guess, answer your interior design question, although I have a couple of ideas myself. That include like maybe we call it drapery, but uh, curtains that could make your room feel a little cozier. Also, like a nice colorful rug could be nice. A colorful rug sounds amazing if you don't have a rug in there. And honestly, when things, because it sounds like it feels almost very, if all the furniture's white, the gray bed, if the walls are white and there's only a black and white picture on it, I feel like greenery. And even if you don't have enough light, there's so many beautiful faux plants now that you you can buy that looks so real that I really do feel like if you could only do one thing to warm up a room, it would be plants. Mm-hmm. And also, even in your bedding, it sounds like everything is, you know, just white and gray. It seems like you could do something, even if it's not like a pattern, like a lot of texture on the bed, I think would yeah, help a lot Yeah, or just like too. a throw, like a colorful yeah. throw. Yeah. Like my bed, I have cream sheets, a cream duvet, but I have it's not even very bright. It's like a burnt sienna, like a what like what do you call that? Like a rust. Rust, yeah, colored throw. Yeah. yeah. Just gives it some depth. So just something that kind of breaks up the monotony of the white and gray. I think so too. Mm-hmm. And then her second question was about um dealing with anxiety without weed. And I do, you know, like I have heard a lot of people say it's funny because like weed helps so many people with their anxiety, but for others, it causes anxiety. Like my brother Trace, when he was on the podcast, he said that's one of the reasons he stopped smoking is because it was giving him anxiety. So it's interesting that it, that it can have like either effect. But also she was talking about getting nervous with the, with the horse thing right now. Yeah. Noah Cyrus went through that so bad. And she would mm-hmm. be like, mom, like when I walk up to the gate lately, like she, she actually does remember the course, but she was like, all of a sudden, right before I go in, I can't, my heart is pounding. Like I literally feel lightheaded. Like Mike, I'm freaking out. And all of a sudden I just go blank. Like I cannot remember one thing. I can't even like remember to count the strides. Like she was like full on. And she actually worked with a sports therapist a couple Mm -hmm. times who really, really helped. So, I mean, that's pretty expensive to do, but maybe go online. I'm sure there's, you know, things that you can find online about it. But yeah, it really affected Noah in a a big way for a while. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, honestly, I do feel like the horse thing, there's a lot skill, but it is a lot your mind. Totally. Like, honestly, if you're in your head, I mean, like, and people, I just know even the best writers, they'll go through periods of time that they're just so in their head. Mm -hmm. But like, it's just so crazy how our mind just affects things like that. I know it really there's a very fine line for me I'm so like type a (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I like to walk my course several times and I like to sit there and stare at it and have like a full-on plan for my ride and I remember uh, my old trainer coast Karazesis who I just I'm obsessed with he used to always say like oh I love that you're just like so focused and like you're just in it and you're um like you know you're absorbing yourself and what you're doing like that's so great 
And I agree. It's so good to have a plan for your ride. But at the same time, I think there's a fine line and I can become a bit obsessive about it to where I'm so focused that sometimes I tell, I have to tell myself, like, you just got to relax. Like sometimes the days where I don't get to be able to think about it all day, if I have an 8 a.m. class, I don't get to sit there and think about my plan for the ride. And sometimes I when I feel like I have uh, at Gulfport, I, I remember this at Gulfport, my trainer could not walk my course with me because she had a conflict with another client and the client was a kid so she was like you hey brandy you got to go walk the course on your own and i'm like but i need you to help me make a plan she couldn't and she was racing over to warm me up i felt like i was a complete mess and honestly it was one of the best courses i rode all week so sometimes i think when you let go a little bit and and not obsess over what you're doing it actually can help you but one thing i remember i was actually in ocala and for the most part i rode in one of the smaller rings all week and then the second week i really wanted a chance to go into the big stadium i mean that's like the exciting thing about being at the world equestrian center is this massive stadium arena that they have and so my trainer was like of course like yeah go do the meter tens in the big arena and i was like so in my head about it and my horse star she's very green and she's she's just some days she has good days and some days she has bad days and she had been doing a thing with me where like we would walk into the ring and she would start rearing and standing up on her hind legs and it was and it really freaked me out it's just I, you know bucking is I can d- deal with the bucking I can deal with dragging I can deal with all the things but the rearing is scary and so I was really I got totally in my head about g- getting into the ring because once I got her over the first jump we're good like it's always once you're going like she's great yeah but it's that like 30 seconds when you go into the ring that like I just just was so in my head about what is she gonna do what are, and what how am well, I gonna handle and it? I think that and her, her being so green I think that's what she's thinking doing too totally. she walks in and she's like oh like all over the place Stress. and then she after the first jump yeah, smooth so sailing so I told myself I I remember I got there that morning she was in the worst mood in her stall and I remember telling myself like okay that you know there's things I can control and things I can't I can't control how star is gonna act but what I can control is my attitude and how I handle whatever she throws at me and so that morning like I just you know told myself like you know you're you, be confident be cool be chill and that's what you can control and whatever else happens happens but like you can control your own emotions about this and I did and we ended up having a great round so I think that's what if you can just focus on the things you can control versus the things you can't that that really helps with the anxiety and the nerves Mm -hmm. and then with general just anxiety in general my friend Caitlin Bristow she's very outspoken about her anxiety she she has like these apps on her phone like meditation apps that she listens to a a lot at night when she's having anxiety before bedtime but even during the day sometimes she'll whip it out and listen to like a little like five minute meditation and she loves that and the things that she says that it helps her so much and she's constantly posting about it on her Instagram and everything and such an advocate for that so I would maybe try that like get on you know on the in your app store I'm sure there's dip, tons of different meditation apps and mm-hmm. um maybe you can find something that works for you and I think that's a really cool way to be able to like just calm the nerves yep me too one more one more to go out on hi i just wanted to call because i know that mother's day is coming up so i wanted to see how you both were doing you know with the loss of tish your mom and brandy your grandmother so just wanted to see how you're doing mother's day is always pretty hard i lost my mom when i was eight in a car accident me her and my sister were on the accident so you know it's just a tough day for all of us but just wanted to see how both of you guys are doing we're all here for you all of us donors i know that you know that but Yeah, so just wanted to see how you're doing, 
and hopefully it's a very special weekend and doesn't bring too much sadness for you guys. But celebrating her life and celebrating the fact, you know, that she had her as mother figure in your life. So hope you guys have a great day and a great weekend. So sweet. I love our stoners. Oh, no, she's awesome. And honestly, my friend Missy, we talked today that she's in Kentucky, you know, best friend since we were 14. And she was like, I don't know, you were just on my mind. Oh, all the last three days, you just really been on my mind. And it was weird because like mom's been on my mind so much lately. And I, and like, honestly, thank you for calling in and even saying what you said, because I think, you know, knowing that you lost your mom at eight, like that just puts it in perspective for me. Like I had my mom for so long and honestly, like, I don't think like, of course it will get easier, but like it hasn't yet. Like I still, like if I get off where she lived, I like literally just cannot bear it. But honestly, now I think hearing your story makes me just have so much gratitude knowing that like I had my mom until I was 52 years old, 53. And so like, I can't imagine losing a mom at that age. And so we'll be thinking about you too. And thank you for calling in and also telling us, you know, your personal story, guys, it just, as much as it's going to hurt, I do think if I can look at it and this be a celebration, that's something that we can really do and it'll make it just a happier time. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I love the stoners. Me too. I really hope someday we get to do a live podcast tour so we can meet all the stoners. I think so. Okay, well, I want to go watch Cruel Summer. I love you. I love you. Right. See you next week, stoners. Love you. Bye. Hey, guys. I'm Alana Dunn, and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early Hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiancé, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever-evolving world of dating. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.